Welcome to the Teachers Who Quit podcast, the number one podcast for teachers who quit or really want to. And I'm your host, Tierney, your ex-teacher bestie. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Teachers Who Quit podcast, season one, episode one. I am your host, Tierney, and today we're doing a solo episode. So I'm actually going to be sharing with you why in the world did I start this podcast, why I believe teachers are quitting, as well as some facts about why teachers are quitting. And then also I'm going to share my story on why I decided to leave teaching. So we have a lot to discuss. Let's hop right into the first thing. So why did I even start this podcast? Well, first things first, I love podcasts. I wish listen to so many different podcasts all the time. Um, when I was teaching, I had like the longest commute ever. And I would always put in a podcast and listen to a podcast episode. And because my commute was so long, I could listen to quite a few episodes. And so I just fell in love with listening to podcasts. I also am somebody who loves audiobooks. And so listening to podcasts is just something that is a true hobby of mine. And so I said, hmm, I would really like to start a podcast. It's kind of the same as my obsession with YouTube. Like I watch YouTube more than I watch TV and I watch so much YouTube. I was like, hmm, I want to start a YouTube channel. And so I, I did. And so podcasting was just something that I wanted to dabble in myself. And I really have always enjoyed making connections with people that I found online and being able to interview them. I've been doing that for years now in several different ventures, some that have lasted and some that haven't. And so I specifically wanted to start a podcast on teachers who quit okay and I could have started a podcast on any topic but I decided to talk about this topic specifically because I have had this hype girl mentality when it comes to people who I see have quit teaching I just root for them so hard even though I don't know them anytime I see a TikTok or YouTube video or an Instagram post of someone talking about how they quit teaching, I root for them so hard because of the simple fact that I just love people who decide to stand up for themselves and who decide enough is enough and who decide to take action on things that they're unhappy with. Because it's one thing to sit there and complain about a problem. It's another thing to actually take action on it. And so if somebody is genuinely in their soul, not happy and not satisfied with teaching, then I want for them to pivot into what makes them satisfied, what makes them happy. And so I just have this fascination. Oh, I can't even say that fascination with people who choose to live the life they've always imagined And at one point, teaching might have been in alignment with that, right? You might have been somebody who was working in education, serving as a teacher, and you loved it at one point. At one point, it brought you the greatest level of joy. At one point, it made you so happy. And then life happens. Seasons change. Life changes. And sometimes what once made you so happy may not make you happy anymore. And so with that said, at one point, you could have been a college student wanting to pursue a degree in education and you did. It was your dream job to become a teacher. But sometimes dream jobs don't last always and that is okay. So what excuse me, what really want made me like want to start this podcast too is because earlier this year, I actually had a dream job of mine. Um, I had a dream job and it was to become a dean, a dean of school culture. And I had been working f- towards that for so long. Here in Texas, you actually... In the public schools, you have to have a principal certification in order to become a dean of students or to become um, 
an assistant principal or a principal. That's if you work in the public schools. In the charter schools, that's not necessarily the case. And so I had always served in Title I schools as a teacher. And I knew that if I wanted to pursue my dream job of becoming a dean, then I needed to get my principal cert. So for the past 18 months, I was working on my principal certification. I already had my master's degree from Johns Hopkins. I just needed my principal cert. And so I spent time earning this principal certification to pursue this dream job of mine to become a dean of culture. And later you're going to learn why I was so specific about wanting to pivot into that specific role. I wanted nothing else. That role, that role only. And so I um, became a dean of culture and unfortunately due to a lot of the environment at that specific school and just the way that things were structured and set up, I knew that this was no longer a dream job for me. And so after many, many um, tears (laughs) that I cried, I ended up quitting that job too but we'll get there as to why I wanted to be a dean and why that didn't pan out for me um, the way that I had hoped it did so going back to starting this podcast um, I believe that if something is making you miserable please leave Um, you should not have to force yourself to stay working a job that you don't enjoy that you don't love And so before people quit teaching, I always encourage them to dig deep as to why you want to quit teaching and maybe see if you could pivot to another school because every school we know is completely different. But if you've pivoted to enough schools and you are realizing you're not satisfied, then it may just be the career of teaching that you need to leave altogether. And so Let's talk a little bit about why teachers are quitting right now. We know the great resignation is happening. So across all different industries and careers, people are quitting those jobs left and right. And I definitely believe that this was sparked by the pandemic and the fact that people were realizing like life is very, very short. You can blink your eye and life can be gone like in the blink of an eye. And so I think people were really just doing some self-reflection and realizing what it was and what they were not going to put up with any longer. And because life is so short and can be gone so quickly, why would you spend the precious time that you do have doing things that you don't even like doing or spending time hours upon hours upon hours of your day today working a job that you know you completely hate and so I think that is really what led to a lot of people in all different industries quitting their jobs but obviously because I have worked in education like immediately out of college all the only industry and field that I have worked in has been education and so When I think about the great resignation in terms of teachers, I am just seeing it skyrocket with the number of teachers who have quit. Um, Right now, even I'm recording this episode and it's just been mid-year for a lot of people and they have put in their resignation saying that once this winter break is gone, hey, they are not coming back. And so teaching has always had high 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 turnover that is nothing new to the world of teaching we all know the statistics that say that most teachers don't even make it to five years before they quit and so with teacher turnover being so very high like what I just shared about why people are leaving their jobs and um deciding to um, pivot into different careers or opportunities teachers too have realized hey my life is short my time is limited this job is not bringing me joy like it once did or like I once thought it might and I don't want to do it anymore and that's totally okay that's totally fine because life 
is short and you don't want to spend it somewhere where you are miserable. We spend too much time working a job to wake up every day filled with misery. I've been there too many times and I don't want that for anybody. And so there are actually so many different reasons as to why teachers are leaving this profession. So I'm going to link something in the show notes for you, but we're just going to go through these reasons, okay? So the number one reason as to why teachers were leaving the profession is due to inadequate pay and benefits. We all know that teacher pay varies from city to city, from state to state. And with that, we know that nobody goes into teaching for the money or the fame. Okay, and so with that, a lot of people are just realizing the amount of work required to be an excellent teacher is not properly compensated. So 22% of people decided to leave the profession of teaching because of inadequate pay and benefits. The second reason, the second highest reason is due to stress pressure and burnout and I know so many people can relate to that Um, so many people were forced recently to teach two groups of students at the exact same time I was one of those teachers so all last year the district that I was working in decided to adopt a simultaneous teaching model where you were teaching virtual students and in-person students at the exact same time. And I want to be super clear when I say that. When I say the exact same time, I don't mean, oh, one period is my virtual period, the second period is my um, in-person period, and then I go back to a virtual period. When I say at the exact same time, hear me when I say you are teaching to a virtual screen while managing live bodies in the same exact classroom at the exact same time. That is not a sustainable model. Teaching already um, lacked sustainability at certain like levels of the work when it comes to being super effective. But when it came to this crazy idea to do concurrent teaching, as they call it, and simultaneous teaching, that introduced a whole nother level of burnout because that is never a sustainable model that is literally asking somebody to do two jobs at the exact same time and if you have served in schools where I have always served title one communities that is not feasible in no way and so the stress that comes with it the pressure and the burnout was the second reason as to why teachers were considering leaving the profession of teaching and you know I share the example about recently like when the pandemic came along and introduced this weird concurrent simultaneous model but even before then you guys we know how burnout the job of teaching is how it's easy to be burnout it even reminds me of my very first year in the profession of teaching Everyone knows year one is a lot, and that's a huge learning curve. And so being someone who had no prior experience working in education, did not major in education, I remember driving super, super far to this school, leaving my house super early. I think my alarm was set for like 4.45 a.m., driving an hour to this school, being usually like the first person there along with like the janitorial crew teaching all day then having to stay after school because I needed to get a lesson plan done or accomplish this task or that task and then getting in my car driving an hour back home sometimes having to fight traffic back home And then just having a few hours to live life for me to wake up and do it all over again. This was what I was putting up with. And that right there, if you keep doing it long enough, it will definitely lead you to burnout. That's not a sustainable way to last in teaching at all. And so early on, I actually became really good about saying, 
no and setting boundaries with my time. And um, I knew that I wasn't going to do that anymore. So eventually I stopped staying late and I started only coming early and only working during my regular time and then leaving immediately to go home. But that wasn't always the case. So burnout is real. I know it. The third reason why teachers were considering leaving the profession or why they quit was lack of respect slash feeling valued. And that is definitely what leads me into why I wanted so badly to be a dean of culture. Because when I think about um, reasons why I decided to leave teaching, that was the number one of the number one reasons as to why I wanted to leave the profession. I definitely did not feel valued, appreciated at all for anything that I did um, as a teacher. And it's so funny. I used to listen to this sermon when I was like on the brink of wanting to quit multiple times. I remember um, listening to this sermon by T.D. Jakes. And I have my thoughts and opinions on T.D. Jakes. But (laughs) anyways, this one sermon that I will advocate for people to listen to, because if you don't know, faith is a very large part of who I am uh, and what drives me every single day. And so I listened to this sermon by him called Ten um, Commandments of a Hostile Work Environment. And I remember in there he says, You need to expect one thing from a job. Pay you. That's it. Your job is to do one thing. Pay you. That's it. So you putting the expectation on your job to do anything above paying you is an unrealistic expectation. And that is very, very true. That is very, very true. We may not go into teaching for the money, but when we go into teaching thinking that every student in our class is going to love us. All the parents are going to love us. We're going to have the best and most supportive administration. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a great time. You are having unrealistic expectations. That's the fact of the matter. And so I definitely did not feel valued. And I'm someone who, one of my um, love languages is words of affirmation. And I like to feel appreciated for what I do because I take great pride in what I do. And I'm somebody who is a recovering perfectionist. So when I put effort and time into doing something, it's going to be done well. And unfortunately, when it came to um, teaching, when I was putting my all into my work and I wasn't receiving any appreciation for it, I can only last for so long in that type of environment, if you know what I mean. So the fourth reason, student behavior. Student behavior is the fourth reason why teachers consider leaving or why they quit. And so when it comes to student behavior, if you don't know, I have spent a lot of my time on the internet helping teachers with classroom management. In fact, I am the CEO of my very own consulting firm called Tyranny Richardson Consulting LLC, where I serve as a classroom management and culture consultant, where I help beginning teachers who teach in Title I schools effectively manage their class through creating simple systems inside of their very own classroom management plan that they can implement consistently and confidently. And so classroom management is my thing. Like that's what I'm known for. I'm very good at it. I've helped countless of teachers since my very first year in the work improving their classroom management. And so if you are someone listening to this podcast and you want to quit because of student behavior problems, then go ahead to my website, tyranny.com. <laughs> And we're going to fix that. If that is your only reason as to why you want to leave teaching, honey, I can help you fix that. You So you can stay in teaching and, and live happily ever after. Um, but yeah, student behavior. A lot of people are saying like it's heightened due to the pandemic. Um, I always like to remind people I've taught during the pandemic. So I understand what you're saying. But um, student behavior, I can see. Everybody is not 
well-equipped when it comes to classroom management or behavior management. I know that. I know that it is a gift that I'm very good at that and that it came naturally easy for me to, to do well. And so that's why I really love to help teachers with that because it is something that came easy for me. And I love to just spill out my um, systems and strategies that work best for me for other teachers who are in Title I schools. And so I know student behaviors are one of the big reasons that are causing teachers to want to quit. So let's go ahead and take a look at the next one. School administrators slash the board. This one right here, this one right here is also a very big reason as to why I wanted to quit teaching and why I did quit teaching. Administrators... Um, unfortunately, a lot of the times, um, they forget what it's like to sit in the seat of serving as a teacher. As I am recording this episode right now, I am an assistant principal. And so in my work as a school leader, I always wanted to be so fresh on my brain as to what it was like to be as a teacher so that I can make sure to provide better outcomes for other teachers because I know what it's like and it's very fresh for me but unfortunately it's not as fresh for a lot of our administrators because they've been in the work for such a very long time and so a lot of people have shared just complete horror stories about their administrators and how they've been treated by administrators I've seen some teachers over my time in education working as a teacher be treated so horribly Um, I've seen teachers lied on um, by students I've seen teachers who have been bullied by other co-workers I've just seen so many horrible things and so ultimately you know school administrators can set the culture of their school And what they will and will not tolerate. And so when it comes to school administrators, um, they really can set the tone, which is the culture and climate of the school. And it stems from them. And so I know that I've been really frustrated with a lot of my administrators, which I'll get into in a moment. The next reason is workload and hours. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just shared about how I was coming early, staying late as a first year teacher. And there are some people that do that who are veterans in the work. And they still do that to this very day as if teaching is their literal life, um, which is very, very sad. And so when some schools require teachers to volunteer for this activity or that activity like that's just unreasonable um and so the hours that you some teachers put in to even like not just coming early and staying late but also working on weekends that definitely is a huge reason the next one is retirement and age retirement and age and so That's so funny because I was just watching a YouTube video of a man who was saying that um, after 35 years, he retired from teaching and the highest salary that he made was like 72,000. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm." no. Um, But he says now he gets around like 3,600 a month as a retired teacher. The next reason is lack of support. And I hear this all the time. This was another big reason as to why I quit teaching as well. I just didn't feel like my administrators had my back a lot of the time. And um, I think also lack of support can sometimes come from people who want to relate that to. They feel like their students' families aren't supporting them when it comes with a myriad of things. And... You know, I've only served in Title I communities, so I do give a lot of grace when it comes to that because I know that we have a lot of our students, um, families, and um, guardians, and the adults in their life who are working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. 
or they have multiple children to take care of. And so it's just like we kind of have to check our privilege on that one. The next one is teaching no longer is enjoyable and they want to pursue other interests. That was a very interesting one. So 3% of teachers right there said that one. That is the one reason why they wanted to leave the profession or consider leaving the profession. And I believe that you should have time for your hobbies and what you truly enjoy doing. Um, It should not be work, 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 work. Um, That's just not how it should be. And I was watching, I think I was watching or reading or listening to something else. And it mentioned how when it came to thinking about work, you spend five days a week working just to get a 48 hour break, which is considered your weekend. And yeah, I mean, I remember coming home exhausted like every day I had no energy left in me to even pursue a hobby or interest because I just wanted to mentally vegetate and turn my brain off and it's very interesting like how I am now realizing that I definitely was not alone in that one because I remember um this one person was I think it was on TikTok this one person was talking about how they came um home and would just sit in their car for hours just like disassociating and I was like oh my gosh it's a name for what I was doing (laughs) because I would literally just like sit in my car because I had no energy to interact with what was on the other side of the door when I went home and to entertain anyone to talk with anyone I don't want to be asked about how my day was I was just tired just completely exhausted And so the next reason as to why teachers quit was paperwork. Yes, there is a whole lot of unnecessary paperwork when it comes to um, teaching, like documenting this and that and this and that. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, I remember at the end of the school year, whenever at my school you had to check out for the end of the year and you had to, like, get this sheet signed and this sheet signed and this sheet signed and then you had to bring those sheets all to the principal before you could officially check out and it's just like unnecessary paperwork the next reason was poor working conditions um yeah I was reading a comment from another teacher who was talking about like how there's just like a rodent issue at their campus and I'm just like absolutely not um Family obligations was the next reason. I don't see how people do it. Um, As someone who does not have any children and who is not currently married, there is no way if I can imagine like myself when I was teaching, having to come home, entertain a spouse and take care of children. No, ma'am. No, sir. Um, And then the Next reason was testing requirements. Yes, testing. We in Texas, we do something called star testing. And I've only worked in a star tested um, grade level as a teacher. So I've only served like third grade and up. I never did the lower grades that did not require testing. Oh, man. Um testing is a whole nother beast of its own and how there's a lot of anxiety around it not only for the students but for the teachers as well for the administration for everyone involved um the next reason was government involvement uh, which i'm not really sure what they're getting at there but that was the um second to last reason the last reason was other so five percent of teachers said other so Now that I've gone through these reasons, I'm going to talk about why exactly I left teaching. So I did an education policy fellowship back in the summer of 2017, and I was doing my education policy um, 
memo on teacher retention and um, the research that I was digging into pretty much came down to a lot of teachers leave teaching or it's hard to retain them in the profession because of the lack of preparation from educator prep programs. But as I went into digging into more research as to why um, it's hard to retain teachers, I came across an article and it talked about like five main reasons why teachers left and two of those reasons resonated with my soul like none ever did before. One of those reasons was school leadership and the second reason was school culture. And so for every single teacher job that I've left, it's pretty much been due to the leadership that I've had at my school has been just horrible. Like I have stories for days and that'll probably come in a future episode. But school leadership has definitely been a reason as to why I personally quit teaching. And then also school culture. I've worked at one too many toxic Um, school environments and so those were honestly like my top two reasons so when I think about um, those reasons I stated before about lack of respect not feeling valued that goes into the school leadership not setting that as a tone and something that they prioritize and when I think about school culture that's another reason like Culture is essentially, you know, the assumptions, the beliefs, the attitudes and how people feel, right? How does a school make people feel when they step into that building? And unfortunately, I've worked one too many places where the culture has been horrible. And so I've worked at quite a few schools. The first school that I ever worked at, I was there for about three years. And I remember in the summer um, like the summer right before the school year started, we had our administration, the administration that hired me on, the administration that I was with. All of a sudden, they got booted from the school. <laughs> like, literally, there were people who were up there with the principal. The principal was standing there looking really sad, sharing their goodbyes, and then that principal left. Um, And so they began this search for a new principal. At that point in time, we signed contracts already back at the end of that last school year. So the contracts were signed. And so I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay and just see how things turn out? Or do I leave? Well, I decided to stay. And with this new administration that came in, things were okay in the beginning. I remember um, they gave us this roller cart that I still use to this day. And it was filled with all these supplies and cutely decorated and had our name on it. And like it was just above and beyond, above and beyond. But over the year, some strange things were happening. I mean, teachers were disappearing left and right. And not because they chose to leave, but because this administration was essentially cutting them. For several reasons. They brought in a lot of their family members. Okay. Um... And a lot of just shady things going on. I'll never forget um, this one lady who worked at my school. Um, The student said that she had tapped him with a ruler. So they do this whole investigation. And they um, basically are trying to question the teacher. And the teacher is like, wanting to wait for their union to represent them before they speak which as as she should and um I remember they ended up like calling the police up there on that lady 
and she took off and she like <laughs> left the school but like on foot like left the school and it's just like okay me watching that whole situation unfold that whole situation was dragged out for like two years it ended up going to court the lady won her case and was proven to be completely innocent didn't do anything to that student okay but the student lied on her and at this whole hoopla that is what people are talking about when they're talking about stress that causes them to leave teaching like imagine loving teaching serving kids being an excellent educator and a kid lies on you and then all of a sudden like your job is on the line like that's what happened to this one lady and so um I remember watching that whole thing unfold, how the administration did her, like she wanted to get her stuff out of her room and they ended up dragging all of the stuff out of her room into this one little like tiny closet and just, they treated her just so horribly, just, it was so poorly done. It was so, 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 so poorly done and I remember being like, no teacher should ever be treated like that. And I, from that moment up until other moments um, that I was just observing throughout the year, I was like, this administration is horrible. And so a lot of people, including my partner teacher, was um, leaving the school. And I was like, I am not about to be stuck here at this school. (laughs) There's no way. But at that time, you know, I was applying to jobs and different things like that. Other teaching jobs, especially one that was hopefully closer to my home. And so basically, I remember what happened um, like for me. The the thing that caused me to be like, I am O-U-T of this place. Um, it was field day. It was field day. And I rem- it, it like it is so foggy of a member memory for me, but like the PA system in my room buzzed and the like one of the ladies at the front office like called my name was like Miss Richardson da 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 and I responded and I was like I already did that or like I said something back and I did say it very like snappy ish so. That was one thing that happened early that in the morning. And so I continue in my day and it's like almost time for the field day activities. I'm excited. We had like all these shirts that we made with our class and they were like custom made. And I'm going down to the cafeteria to pick up my class and I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting with a bunch of other teachers. We're like waiting for our class and like for some reason they weren't sending them out. I don't know if they were like misbehaving in the cafeteria and they were trying to give a quote unquote lecture that wouldn't work or something like that. But anyways, um we're waiting and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I, I I'm gonna go to my room and when I you know will come back down in a few moments. So I walk back to my classroom And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this while I'm waiting on my class. And I end up saying, okay, so it's been a few moments now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go back to grab my class. So one of the administrators, when I'm on my way down the stairs walking to go get my class, she ends up like um, getting radioed on their little walkie-talkie earpiece. And... She's like, um, Miss Richardson, they're waiting on you to go get your class. And I was, and <laughs> I responded back and I was like, I was just down there waiting f- for a very long time. And the staff who was on duty was looking at me waiting and didn't send my class out. So I went to go do something else. And I don't know what she went and said back on the uh, walkie talkie earpiece <laughs> to the other administrators. But next thing I know, I have my class. We're um, back in the classroom getting everything that we need to go outside to do what we need to do. And oh my gosh, I get this buzz on the PA 
and they're like, Mr. Richardson, you need to report to Miss Sansa's office, who is like the principal. And then um, next thing I know, an administrator shows up to my classroom and they're like, I'll watch your class while you go to Miss Sansa's room. And so I like go down to um, the principal's office and she's like, she, I remember she was saying all this crap, but I was like so fuming mad at that point. And basically, the one, the few words that I'll never forget her saying is, I like having happy teachers on my campus. Yo, I was so mad because it reminds me of that movie. And I think it might be like Whoville movie or something like that. But like in the movie, they're like, the person is like, we like happy people or something like that. Anyways, I was so completely mad. I was like, when I left her office, I remember calling my mom and I was like, I am quitting this job today. And there's nothing you can do to tell me not to quit it. Sure enough, the next day, mind you, was the very last day of school, y'all. I came so early that morning, I started putting, uh, it was the last day of school with students, okay, so I came, I asked some of my students who were there early to help me take all of my stuff out to my car, I completely cleaned out my classroom, I remember asking the one administrator who I liked at that time, who was the assistant principal, because he started there the same year I started there as a teacher, he was an instructional coach and ended up getting promoted to assistant principal. He, I remember telling him, um, like, can you please meet me in my classroom? And he came to my classroom and I was like, I'm resigning. Uh, will you please sign this paper? Cause at that point, at that time you had to like get an administrator to sign off on the paper and then you were able to, you know, resign. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, like I'm gone. Like the way that I was treated um, yesterday is unacceptable and I'm not going to tolerate that and so I quit so fast forward I ended up getting hired on at another school this school was in the suburbs but it was one of the few title one schools that they had and it was closer to where I lived it was like a, maybe a 15 20 minute commute and compared to my hour-long commute that I had been doing for the past three years I was super happy so at this school I was the only teach I was one of two black teachers there which was another problem um in addition to that I basically ended up leaving that school because there were some very psychotic parents <laughs> at that school um, or let me just say, yeah, no, very entitled parents. Like it was such a weird title one school because like 50% of the population, 50% of the population was low income. And then the other 50% was like rolling in the dough, big money, like father, mother, engineers, like all of that. So basically what ends up happening is there's this one um, parent and that parent had been for notoriously like torturing teachers at that school. Um, one teacher previously like was getting th uh, threatened to be sued by this parent because um, whatever was happening like the student needed special like services and support and had like some kind of IEP or something and she wanted to act like that teacher was not delivering the appropriate support for that student the bottom line was that was not the case the teacher was doing everything that they were supposed to be doing but what was happening was um like that parent had a problem with everything like every little thing that you did she would have a problem with it and I think she was literally like a narcissist or had some kind of disorder because she like when I think back on it she was so problematic it was ridiculous so at that school I started out teaching fourth grade um 
and they warned me they were like hey just want to let you know like there's this one parent and they're probably gonna you know cause a little problem cause some problems and you know I had parent complaints before like my daughter wants to go to the restroom and she said you wouldn't let her go to the restroom and like different like little petty things like that at pre at my previous school but this was on a whole nother level but I was like, oh, yeah, I had dealt with I've dealt with like little parent complaints before. It's like no problem. I'm used to it. No, honey. This was on a whole nother level. Like this woman was so crazy. It was ridiculous. Um, So I made it to about a few months into the year and that parent had a problem with everything. I used class dojo. Um, why are you using this platform? I had students sit in what I call swag position, which is a classroom management strategy that I have. It's very similar to slant or star. Um, why are you having the students sit in swag? I want to come observe your classroom and like all of this different stuff, just basically trying to like intimidate, harass and bully me. So I ended up going to the principal and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to put up with this. (laughs) So it's either like you fix it or I'm leaving your school. And she was like, well, we have actually a surprise opening in third grade. And so if you would like to go there, um, you can go to that. You can go to that opening. And I was like, "Okay, send me there. And they were like, all right. So literally the next week. I ended up being able to go to third grade and I was working in third grade and you know that come like that experience for that beginning part of the year with that crazy 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 parent who just had a pattern of having problems with every single teacher that her daughter had ever had um, and knowing that she wasn't stopped by that administration but they continued to allow her like even the teacher that came after I had transitioned to the third grade classroom still had a problem like that uh parent still had a problem even with that new teacher it's just like okay this student has been with y'all they're now in fourth grade and since they were with you from kindergarten on up there has always been a problem every year and the fact that y'all are allowing this to continue to happen administration is not properly advocating or supporting their teachers and so with that I decided to leave that school at the end of that year I did not come back I did not come back and that was actually at a point where um I was just like over it um was my fourth year and I was like I don't want to do this anymore like I just left one school I didn't like it I came to this school I didn't like it so um I knew that that school wasn't going to work for me for a myriad of reasons not only the parent problems but um also just the problem with knowing that administration didn't have a backbone didn't put their foot down didn't advocate on behalf of their teachers in the way that they really should have because the root cause of the problem was not anything else but simply that parent feeling like they can run the show and then being allowed to for all these years like that's a problem so I left that school and I ended up going back to actually the previous district that I had just left the year prior the district was very big so I ended up um actually getting hired on at another school um in that district um and so at that school it was actually surprisingly fine (laughs) up until in the middle of my second year at that school the principal ended up getting a promotion and she left um and so that one of the two, they had two assistant principals. One of the assistant principals got promoted up into the principal seat. And that man also did not have a backbone at all. Um, I love that previous principal because she supported my future career aspirations, which was to ultimately become a dean of culture. And she knew that. And so um, they had this opportunity 
called a classroom culture specialist and so I essentially had the opportunity to teach but also have this dual role of helping teachers with their classroom culture and classroom management which is which I what I love to do and I I loved doing that work and so um we were oh actually no I was at that school for the middle of was it the middle of the second year yeah like okay so it was the middle of that second year there uh going into the third year and that principal got her promotion and this new AP came up into the seat of being a principal and let me tell you it was time for that principal to pick who they wanted to be the classroom culture specialist and the other teacher leadership roles that they had on the campus and he didn't pick me he didn't pick me to be classroom culture specialist and boy was I livid because he picked everyone else to remain in their teacher leader role except for me and I was like you (laughs) when I met with him I ended up calling him a dream killer (laughs) because I told him that I wanted to do this role because I want to be a dean of culture and so me being a classroom culture specialist helped prepare me to be a dean of culture and the fact that you did not support me in my future career aspirations to become a dean of culture by allowing me to remain the classroom culture specialist you are essentially a dream killer (laughs) and I was so upset y'all because um, he tried to act like he didn't know that that role really mattered to me and he thought I just took that role because I uh because it was the only one available And I was like, no, I was very strategic and specific with the prior principal and letting them know my career aspirations. She supported me in that. Mind you, she was also another black um, principal, whereas this man was not black. Right. And he was a man. And so he was playing favorites. And so he picked who he wanted to pick, who was a lady who couldn't manage a class for nothing. But um, because she could decorate and bring little parties and celebrations and jolly trolleys to the campus, she was picked for that seat. Mind you, teachers were still coming to me with classroom management questions. But anyways, so, yeah, he ended up not picking me for that opportunity. And I was pissed, to say the least. And at that point then, I knew that I was going to be out. Like I knew in my heart and soul that that was going to be my last year there because he didn't support my future career goals, my future career aspirations. And when you cross me once and when you lose my trust and when I lose respect for you, it's completely over with. So I went through that whole year. Also, he gave me the opportunity to serve as the grade level team lead, which I could care less for. Um, But anyways, I was it was just like he he did it for me like it was that was a wrap like I knew that I I couldn't stand him at all from that point on and so I went through that year and he he it was so funny because this was the year that the pandemic hit okay so I was uh, doing what needed to be done and he was coming to me asking me like how can we use class dojo to da, da, da. I was like go ask the lady who you picked as a classroom culture specialist why don't you go ask her to ask you help you with a cl- uh, class dojo oh she can't right because she's not qualified but I didn't do that it was coming towards the end of the school year and he was like oh I want to meet with you so we can talk about um um you being Um, a teacher leader for next year and being of the classroom culture specialist and I was like okay okay before he could meet with me y'all I ended up getting hired on at another school in the district because we had something called open transfer and so I ended up getting hired on at that other at a new school in the district and I ended up 
and they were like, well, you're going to have to tell your current principal um, that you're leaving them and you're coming to our school. So I was like, no problem. Called him up. I was like, another opportunity presented itself. I'll be going over to this um, middle school campus for the next school year. Thank you so much. And he, he was shocked. He was shocked because he thought he had me because he had this false promise of wanting to make me a classroom culture specialist. Baby boy, bye. So anyway, I went to this other school and I also knew at that if I was to stay at that other's campus that I would have never been able to position myself to properly be a dean of culture because in order to have been a dean in that specific district, you had to either work at a middle school or high school and that was an elementary so I knew at the end of the day, my career was going to be stagnant if I stayed with him anyway. Even if he gave me the opportunity to be classroom culture specialist, it wouldn't have been enough, you know. So anywho, because I knew at the end of the day, I wanted to be a dean of culture. So I moved to this middle school campus. It was a good fit for me because the lady who actually coached me my very first year in education had moved um, from her role as coaching teachers to being a principal and so she brought me onto her campus and so I worked at her campus um, for that year while she also gave me an opportunity to um, be the essentially like a new teacher coach on the campus so I had led this whole academy for the um, new teachers that they had and then in addition to that um I had the opportunity to pursue my principal certification, which I was earning at the exact same time. And so I pursued my principal certification that entire year, which required me to do a lot of projects and stuff that I actually had to get the principal sign off and approval on. Um, and so I did that. And in addition to doing that, I um, was also doing the new teacher coaching thing. And so as I was earning my principal cert, by the end of that year, I knew I would have had my cert and I would have been able to step into the role, which is what I wanted, which was to become a dean. And I wanted to become a dean of culture because, like I told you previously, my top two reasons for wanting to leave every school that I've been at was due to poor leadership and poor school culture. And so this role as being a dean of culture really allowed me to be the change that I wanted to be and allowed me to not only shift the culture of a school, but it also allowed me to be a school leader and to be a good one, better than ones that I've ever had before. And so I ended up, you know, at the end of that year, it was time for me to be a dean. That principal claimed she didn't have any dean positions available at her school. So I knew that I was going to position myself to um, be set up to step into that new uh, to step into the seat of being a dean. And so January 2021, I was preparing the resume. I was preparing my LinkedIn. I was preparing to apply to all of these different dean opportunities that I saw were available and a lot of people were interested in me and I remember she was telling me like you know um if you want to wait it out depending on how the budget looks and I know that wasn't true because the budget is determined like in January for a school and I know that because I'm now a school administrator so I know that you already have your budget in line so when I had approached her in April about this and she was like, oh, I don't know the budget. I knew that just wasn't that wasn't the truth. So anyway, at this point, um, I was like, I'm not going to put all of my eggs in one basket because I'm going to be dean. I'm going to be a dean, period. And if it's not with y'all in this district, it's going to be somewhere. And sure enough, before. Um, before I had an opportunity to be offered the dean seat at my current district, a school outside of my district offered me that role. I immediately took it, and that was that. So at the end of that year, I resigned from that, that district because I had already secured my dean role back in April. 
So the district, in other words, was trifling. They were they had a lot of hoop jumping, like even to be a uh, to be in their pool, to be a dean AP principal. You had to take like a over 100 question quiz and pass it. Um, and you also had to have your principal cert posted on your um, SBEC is what we call it, the SBEC certification in Texas. Well, that takes time to get the the um, the official principal certification, like valid certificate mark on the certificate right on the certification on SBEC so I knew that if I was to wait for all of that to be done passing the 100 question quiz and doing this and then actually having an opportunity to now once I'm in the pool interview with schools like it would have been a long process and I knew that that was going to be my last year teaching I knew I wasn't going back to teaching because I was over it I knew I wasn't going to be teaching um, anymore and so that's what happened. I became a dean and then I ended up quitting that too, y'all. And so now I'm assistant principal. <laughs> but uh, perhaps we'll talk about why I quit being a dean in another episode. But thank y'all for allowing me to share my story with you. Um, I could go on and on and on, but this episode is already long enough. So thank y'all for joining this journey. I hope that you enjoy the future episodes to come in this season. And make sure um, to come back to listen to more episodes. Thank you for listening to the Teachers Who Quit podcast. Keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe and leave us a review to get a shout out on our socials. And remember to shamelessly choose you.